Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanokas. Well, the opening practice running for Formula 1's first ever Styrian Grand Prix is in the books, with Red Bull's Max Verstappen leading the way with the day's fastest time ahead of Mercedes' Valtteri Bottas, the winner from the Austrian Grand Prix last weekend. Now, as I work on my post-practice feature analysis of the day's pecking order for Autosport Plus, which you'll be able to read from Friday evening, I'm going to hand over to my Autosport colleagues Luke Smith and Jake Boxall-Legg, who will talk you through all the big talking points of the day. There were high-profile new parts from Ferrari and some smaller updates from Red Bull, while Lewis Hamilton's day was not smooth, with issues hampering him in FP2 in particular. So... Over to you, Luke and Jake. Thank you, Alex. And yes, looking back on today's uh, Friday action in Austria for the Styrian Grand Prix, all the hashtag nonsense put to one side, of course. Uh, I'm joined by Jake Boxelleg, Autosports Technical Editor. How are you today, Jake? I'm pretty good, thank you. It's been an entertaining day. Uh, Austria is one of my favourite tracks on the F1 weekend, so it's nice to have nice to have two of them. So today saw Sergio Perez pick up where Racing Point appears to leave off last weekend in Austria by topping FP1 for the team ahead of Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas. And then we saw a very, very busy FP2 session. Concerns about rain tomorrow means that that result could in fact set the grid for Sunday's race. And that was Max Verstappen who went to the head of the field for Red Bull, leading from Bottas. And then Perez again in the top three with teammate Lance Stroll finishing in fourth position. So Jake, can we maybe start with Red Bull? They did very, very well today, obviously Verstappen head of the timesheet said after the session he was much happier with the car this time compared to he was in uh, Friday practice last week what exactly has changed on the RB16 they've come in with a new rear wing end plate so if you look at the sort of like little overhanging bits just below the SO logo on the the end plates they usually have that cut out section and that's to help with the airflow expansion at the rear now Red Bull for the last couple of seasons has run that in a sort of very very sort of 
straight laced strike free pattern um other teams like to have myriad strikes but they don't for this race they've gone with a sort of has style design with the curved slots so what that helps do is just tidies up some of the tire wake that's coming off of the rear tires brings that inboard and then outwards again to help with that expansion help the airflow on the suction side of the rear wing pretty clean as well so it's all to help with the aero efficiency so that's one of the things they've gone for one of the things we saw last week as well was the the two different noses there has still been a little bit of debate about which one is the best one to go with they had a square design at the start of the season brought this sort of like rounded design to, to austria last week which verstappen ran in the race both Verstappen and Albon have tested that at various parts in, uh, various times in practice. Um, still not entirely clear which one they'll go with, but it looks like they're probably both set up to go with the new one. So, yeah, just a few little tweaks here and there. Um, and as you say, yeah, Verstappen topped FP2. And uh, if it is a washout tomorrow, then uh, he's in pole position, isn't he? Yeah, that would be his third career pole position, of course, if he were to inherit pole from his FP2 time. Uh, Now, we also have to talk about Racing Point. I mean, another very, very strong performance today. The pink Mercedes, as we love to call it, Andreas Seidel, McLaren's team principal, at every opportunity loves to say, oh, they've got last year's Mercedes, uh, even though he says there are no grounds for a protest or anything like that. But what did you make of their performance today? I mean, that car really seemed like a rocket ship, particularly on the low fuel runs in FP2. Even though you're looking, when you're looking at Perez in turn one, you're looking for the puff of smoke out the back you also see that there's just like no not too much steering motion um you know in the past you sometimes see Sergio Perez see swung at a wheel but he just looks really at ease with it which is a really good thing to see uh, and Lance Stroll's up there as well so obviously that's sort of I don't want to do any hit him any discredit but it obviously is shows how good that car is to be ahead of both Mercedes, uh, sorry, not ahead of both, well, ahead of both Mercedes and FP1 um, and ahead of one of them in FP2. Perez has just been phenomenal in that car. He's so confident when he's in interviews, isn't he? Everything he says is just effusive about that car. It's really nice to see them up there at the sharp end and I hope that that can carry forward into the rest of the weekend as well. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned Lance Stroll there as well. And uh, again, Seidel was talking for McLaren. He said that really they're sort of trying to uh, compete with with one of the one of the racing points this weekend. You'd assume he would mean Stroll because it does seem like that RP20 car or last year's W10, it is such a step ahead this weekend. They really do appear to have, I think, learned from last weekend's uh, mistakes maybe and uh, made a good step forward. So it's definitely a very, very good showing for the boys in pink. Uh, you mentioned that they were ahead of one of the Mercedes and that was Lewis Hamilton, the six-time world champion had a, had a very difficult session in fp2 today uh they took a bit of time out during the session to work some setup changes uh what did you make of their display and the perhaps some troubles for the last week's uh one two finishes on the track at least yeah i'm a little bit confused with mercedes direction because when you look at their run plans during fp2 they did not do they did basically nothing on the medium tire which is very weird everything was pretty much on softs and they did some very very long soft runs during the session like we're talking 20 plus lap stints for why really i mean maybe they're looking at going seeing how deep they can go into the race on softs which would be fair but if they've got free choice of tire for the for the race then you're going to want to limit the amount of pit stops that you've got possible so maybe they're banking on various other factors coming into play i don't know they're looking at last weekend and going what's what's gone wrong between the two weekends here we say that now and then maybe for the rest of the weekend they're back at the top and we're like oh they were just playing with us but noises out the camp don't exactly sound as confident as they were 
last weekend really particularly when you've got such a condensed weekend schedule with tomorrow appearing to be a washout can you really afford to be that sort of I guess not complacent but can you afford to really take that risk even if we do have a qualifying session it's going to be a very shaken up one and so if you're struggling in FP2 then perhaps a little bit damage limitation came into play and Bottas still got P2 so that's still a provisional front row start anyway when it comes to qualifying tomorrow if it's if it is on if the rain is isn't as bad as as we fear the mercedes is very very good in that kind of situation so it shouldn't be too much of a problem well i think one other camp who've been pretty honest about their assessment of their season so far and where they stand in the pecking order is ferrari obviously a pretty disastrous start to the season last weekend uh barring charles leclerc's charge through the field to get second place in the end uh, a bit of a, a shock result seeing two midfield cars on the podium last weekend today ferrari debuted uh, some updates on the car in fp1 obviously this was a package that was meant to be in place for the hungarian Grand Prix next weekend but they decided to fast track some of the updates to come forward to Austria and try and help their rather dire situation but then in FP2 we saw Charles Leclerc finish ninth, Sebastian Vettel a lowly P16 so a pretty difficult day judging by the results Jake I mean let's maybe start by sort of looking at the updates on the SF1000 what what are the new parts on that car? The car's struggling with downforce drag and power so it's kind of a cocktail of everything really so to try and claw some of that downforce back and maybe try and trim the drag a little bit um they've you know tried to make the the underbody a little bit more efficient there's a new front wing though as well i think which is the the more visually interesting piece because they've stuck with sort of the same concept since france last year when they said we need a little bit of an aerodynamic overhaul and here they are again, needing a little bit of an aerodynamic oval. It's almost as if the concept doesn't work. But yeah, there's a few changes to the front wing. Um, they've gone for a rounder footplate tunnel, which I've talked about in our Autosport live coverage over the weekend, creating a tighter front-end vortex because, you know, the front wing makes a lot of these vortices, makes a lot of these little mini tornadoes, if you like, and it helps the airflow further down the car. It's just another way of controlling that. So, yeah, Ferrari's thrown a lot at this car and it will throw more at it in Hungary. First impressions, it doesn't seem to have done a whole lot and we'll have to wait until the whole, the entire holistic Hungary package comes out. But there is a fundamental issue with that car and I suspect it is one that has been pegged back by uh, forces unknown. <laughs> well, let's maybe not beat around the bush and definitely talk about the the engine deficit that we've seen. I think all three of the Ferrari power teams have this year. Uh, it was something that Haas and Alfa Romeo have also been struck with. Uh, the Haas drivers, they they, they said, uh, Kevin Magnussen said today that he didn't think there was anything Haas had done to the car that made them slower than last year, hinting that the, the engine and the power unit was, of course, the issue. But um, then he wouldn't really be drawn on, on the engine issue. He said that he wasn't really aware of any political battle going on right now which is is feigning some very very blissful ignorance i think but i mean let's in quite sort of simplistic terms jake like how how fixable is the straight line issue that all three of those ferrari teams have this year given we've got the engine freeze like how much drag i guess can you trim off the car and like how how much of a pickle are they all in well, the thing is, I think I saw a stat somewhere where Ferrari was losing 0.3 seconds in the corners and a lot more on the straights. And you can fix a little bit of, of the cornering by slapping a bit more downforce on, but then you then you lose straight line performance with the drag. So again, you've got, to, this is this fine balancing act, but then you don't lose almost a second on the straights if you're Ferrari, where your concept last year was quite quite a low drag car so it's a big pickle for them to see all ferrari powered teams 
way down there at the bottom it's just you know there, there i know correlation doesn't always equal causation but there does seem to be an l- awful lot of correlation going on there so uh, i don't know whether magnuson's covering that by just saying it's not anything has have done in comparison to last year where a lot of things has did to the car made it slower but um yeah i think it is a predominantly a Ferrari powertrain issue and as you say there is an engine freeze and there's not really a lot they can do to fix it so they've just got to make do with what they've got I believe for monza obviously where you want as much engine power as possible that could be a, a world of pain for ferrari but the good news is that they'll have two races in italy this year to try and uh, try and uh, get some home pride and, and really fly the flag uh, with today's confirmation that mugello will be hosting its first ever grand prix on september 13th um what are your thoughts on mugello coming on the calendar it's a pretty cool circuit i've been a big advocate for years of of imola coming back and i hope that that's still on the cards a little bit later in the year but mugello i'm i'm excited for it our international editor and motorcycle correspondent lewis duncan is a little bit upset that there won't be a Mugello race in moto gp for this reason it would be really cool to see f1 cars almost sort of like old school circuit in in feel it's it's not like the modern f1 circuit you see where everything is littered with runoffs and stuff you kind of want a little bit of variation i think it gives the calendar that Definitely. We've also got confirmation that the Russian Grand Prix will be on the calendar as well, meaning we're up to 10 races. For all the Sochi fans out there, you'll be pleased to know it's back on the calendar. Um, and we're hopefully going to have some more added as well. And just as a, I guess, as a, uh, let's uh, say a theoretical question, but are there any circuits that haven't been announced so far that you'd really, really like to see maybe fill that sort of uh, October time slot that we're still waiting for? Well, again, I quite like to see, see Imola on there. I know people say it's probably not going to be great for overtaking, but... I don't really care. Um, <laughs> and there's been a lot of discussion about um, the Portimao circuit being drafted into the calendar as well. And I think that would be a fantastic addition. Again, um, we haven't had a Portuguese Grand Prix since 1996, I don't think. As for the rest of the season, we don't really know because there's obviously various travel restrictions and things like that. Um, I'd be sad not to see Suzuka on the calendar. I'd be sad not to see Montreal make it somehow. We'll probably have Bahrain and Abu Dhabi at the end of the season but I think if there are all of these circuits that aren't available then it does give them a little bit of license to be creative maybe Hockenheim can can come back as well um, you know there are options out there uh, if the current usual circuits aren't, aren't available so just out of interest Luke as well who would you like to see make it onto the calendar I must admit I've never really watched a race at Portimao and it was only the other day I actually saw an onboard lap of Portimao and I, I was so impressed like just the, the elevation changes so undulating like it's really really cool to I think just see the cars go around and I think it'll be a real real challenge for the drivers and uh, maybe a little bit too much runoff area in places but I think just the, the actual challenge for the drivers going up and down will be really really cool uh, agreed like losing the likes of Suzuka Montreal will be really really sad I'd also quite like to see the, the Bahrain Oval happen because I think it would just be absolutely mental. Like see all the cars really trimmed out and just going for like these sort of 55 second laps or whatever we're going going for around there would be, uh, would be pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, some of that would be quite cool. A bit of variation. And I think that it's going to be quite nice that as troublesome and as 
horrible as this year has been in many many ways and in f1 it's been a big challenge for the sport that we'll kind of be able to look back in years to come on 2020 and say oh yeah that's the year that we had mugello host a grand prix and we had the oval at bahrain and two races in austria and, and things like that so hopefully a bit of a, a silver lining to come out of this year uh, but finally i mean if we look sort of to the rest of this weekend i mean we are expecting some really heavy rain tomorrow with some thunderstorms and big electric storms that could wash out fp3 and qualifying completely uh, what are your sort of thoughts going into i guess potentially qualifying the possibility of qualifying on the same day as the race and the race itself who do you think's uh, looking in the best shape right now red bull looking much better shape than they did last weekend uh out of the two mercedes you'd have to say bottas does again look the happier of the two and then just as an outsider i think it's probably a battle between hamilton perez and uh albon for the other podium even though we we maybe expected there to be a little bit less variance this weekend as all the other teams have sort of had a weekend because of the temperature change um i think it's it's still shaking things up quite a lot so there is that variance and it will still be a, a very interesting weekend Indeed, definitely. We'll have to see what tomorrow brings. Lewis Hamilton said he'll be doing a dry dance to try and uh, save the rain away and, and try and help Mercedes' cause, but I think that might not even be enough to get some dry running tomorrow in Austria. Jake, thank you very much, and Alex, we'll hand back over to you. Well, thanks to Luke and Jake for their thoughts and analysis, and thanks to you for listening. Just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out yesterday and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There will be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis, and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, please visit autosport.com plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch- 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.